Hey, this is Jalen Beatty, and you are listening to episode 62 of In Top We Trust, the podcast that reviews the most popular movies in theaters and also gets off topic. Today, we'll be discussing my upcoming short film, Love. Um, welcome to episode 62 of In Todd We Trust. Uh, this podcast can now be accessed at itwtpodcast.com for spoiler-free one-sentence reviews, episode descriptions, song of the week playlist, movie soundtrack playlist, and a submission form to be a guest on the show. You can listen to the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as watch on YouTube on Thursdays. Uh, today, um, special, special guest and special episode, we have Jalen Beatty in the house. How are we feeling, Jalen? Feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty good. Good, man. Awesome. Uh, so Jalen, little background, is a local videographer, photographer, producer, filmmaker, and storyteller. I feel like there should be a word for just all of that. Maybe there is, and I just what would it what would it be? Uh, I mean, not to not to diminish what it is that I do, but it's content creation and, and visual storytelling. Got it. Okay, that's yeah. probably that probably. I, I was like, there has to be a better way to summarize this than yeah. to just say like twenty different things. <laughs> but you do a lot of different things, so uh, so I want to highlight those. Uh, we also have Alex behind the camera, behind the scenes today. You all won't see him, but he is here. He is behind the camera. Uh, currently a senior at uh, the College for Creative Studies, Jalen. Um, how does it feel being a senior? Senior is kicking in, or is it like hyperdrive now since you're working on something? Um, lately, it's been hyperdrive to the point that I think I'm. I'm I'm going to overwork myself. Uh, I got to remember <laughs> to take breaks at this point. No senioritis thus far, Yeah. Um, which is definitely a good thing. I'm just really focused on, like, hitting really big goals, and I think that, like, the gravity of what those goals are um, really plays into the, the drive that I've seen kind of, you know, uh, arise in me over the past couple months. So, um, yeah, no senioritis. Got you. No, good, man. I, uh, you know, for for me, I definitely cannot say that that was the same for me. Definitely, definitely had some <laughs> senior eyes <laughs> when it came around. Senior eyes in high school and in yeah. college, man. Um, so, so yeah. But college for creative studies, I feel like again, you're working towards something specific here. Yeah. Um, that's kind of why you went there in the first place. So, um, it, it could when it would be kind of counterintuitive if right now you got into the phase of like I'm kind of kind of slack. Like you know, right. you kind of have to create some of these opportunities, uh, you know, on your own. Um, if you need his services, certainly hit him up. Uh, great photographer. We did a, a photo shoot a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, turned out really nice. Uh, Detroit native. You, Detroit native. Uh, you uh, do you plan on being here forever? Uh, I do not plan on being here forever. I don't know who said it, but I agree that the best way that you can help the place that you're from is to leave and come back. I think the biggest impact you can make um, doesn't start with you staying where you're from. And I love to like travel and learn about other places and um, other people's experiences and then bring that back to the community that I'm from. That's a good, yeah, that's yeah. really, that's really good. I, I had not heard that before, but that's a really good quote. I, I think I would agree with that. I think I would totally agree with that. Um, there's so much I've learned from not just staying in the same place that I'm from or even just staying in one place yeah. uh, for a long period of time without, you know, br uh, branching out, meeting new people. 
<clears throat> new experiences, so many things that I wouldn't have learned had I not done that. Right. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I will say about Detroit, though, and one thing I will not miss when I leave it is the snow. As well, I mean, I'm from the Midwest. <laughs> I'm from the Midwest, so I've right. grown up with snow, had snow days, you know, loved it as a child, hate snow as an adult. Yeah. Um, you know, just my heart drops. Every <laughs> last night, last night I saw snow coming down and my heart just dropped, man. Oh, it my just, God. I'm so over it. I just, I, you know, I just, I can't even put into words how much yeah. I hate it now. Um, even, you know, and there was a time where it was like for Christmas time. Yeah. So holiday season, you know, you want the snow, you, you know, snow. all the, yeah, you know, that that's just kind of what you think. You think, you know, Santa and snow and the yeah. reindeer and all that stuff. Let it snow, yeah. the songs. Now I don't even care. I don't need that. I can be at the beach. I yeah. don't care. <laughs> it's not weird anymore. So. And Michigan isn't consistent either. It's like no, snow. And then it melts the next day and it's slushy yeah. or it coats over and it's ice. It just isn't – it's not just one coat of snow You're that, right. you, you know, you can't appreciate it for too long either. Very good point. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's never just uh, it's never just the snow. It's always, again, car crashes and sliding around. Uh-huh. Just, yeah, it's just all that. Longer commute to work, all that jazz. Uh-huh. Um, also, quick PSA before we get into uh, the movie and, and some of that stuff is – uh, I just recently discovered Cheerios Oat Crunch Cinnamon. Mm. I don't know if that's new, but I had never seen it. I might be super late to the party, but it has changed my life. Uh, I like, I'm like i a Cheerios <laughs> guy anyway, and uh, I used to love just eating cereal. Like, I can eat cereal for every meal. Oh and I've gotten away from it as an adult just because uh, you realize how expensive some things are or just how you don't want to waste money. You're more money conscious when you get older. Uh-huh. Um, and buying milk, milk is pretty cheap. But it expires quickly, and a lot yeah. of times I'd find myself not drinking the milk before it expired. So I haven't, you know, eaten yeah. cereal as a byproduct of that for a lot of years. Right. Um, and now I'm like, you know what? I'm getting getting back into the cereal game. And I went to the store and I was like, let me get like a healthier option. I saw the cinnamon crunch, yeah. and uh, again, it's changed my life. I've gone through a box in like a weekend. So Man. shout out if you haven't had it. It's worth a try. Might have to try that. I'm so, more yeah. Captain Crunch myself. Okay, Captain Crunch Captain is a classic. Crunch. But I run into the same issue. I'm not going to lie. I felt bad pouring out a half a gallon of spoiled milk it, right? only to replace it with another full gallon. Right. And I'm just like, oh, my <laughs> goodness. What am I doing? Because it's cheap. You know, you go, it's yeah. like $2 and something. Like so you $2. don't. It doesn't kill you too much, but at the same right. time, it's just like, yo, I can't keep, again, as an adult. Wasting milk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't keep wasting. As a kid, you don't realize how expensive some of this stuff is. Um, next song of the week. Um, I know I gave mm. you a short heads up here prior to the podcast, but what's yeah. your jam for the week? Um, I've been listening to uh, Blueberry Fago by Lil Mosey. Got it. I haven't yeah. heard that one all week. Is all he? Week. Is you he? Is, is that, that Detroit artist? Nah, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's local at all. Okay, got it. Um, so he just likes Fago. I mean, like you would, you would hear, you would like hear the title and be like, "What could that possibly be about?" But it's a bop, man. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I like Blueberry Fago, so I mean, yeah. the 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 actual drink itself. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Flavor. I like I like the spin on it. It's just like really like make you bop, make you bop your head. Okay, all right. I'm gonna yeah. definitely check it out then after this podcast. Blueberry uh, Fago. My song is uh, Good Day by Bombay Bicycle Club. Mm. Uh, real chill vibes. I actually played it when we were doing the photo shoot. I actually played it. It was on the playlist. Um, it was actually the song where he had the line where it was like, if uh, he said, um, I would quit my job if I had a job. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, it was like, what? Yeah, you just kind of turn your head like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, that's, that's my, my jam. It's like something yeah. I would throw on a coffee shop playlist. I love like, chill vibe i love i love a lot of different types of music but yeah um you know i definitely would add this to my coffee shop playlist it's a jam so definitely check it out um i like the group in general anyway 
Um, next, we have random rapid fire. So uh, what is you know particularly interesting about this episode, typically uh, up until this point, I've always reviewed movies that are out in theaters or you know one time did uh, the Fire Festival doc on for Hulu and Netflix. But outside of that, always done movies in theaters. Um, Jalen actually is, again, creating his own short film, which we'll talk about here in a second, um, which is not out yet. So uh, a little bit unique. So it will be a lot of, uh, you know, me just kind of inquiring about the film. But we still have to incorporate Random Rapid Fire, which is one of my favorite okay. segments of the show. Questions that you have no prep for. You have oh, to answer man. off the top of the dome. Okay. All right. Go time. Uh, first movie you ever saw in theaters? Do I even know that? I don't know. Can I say a stage play? That's not a movie. Sure, sure. We'll go to stage I don't know, play. Probably Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> stage play First Sesame Street. That's great. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that, it's a hard one. I, yeah. I don't even really remember mine. I can think of some that were early, but yeah. like Toy Story 2, like Prince of Egypt was a jam. I like remember going to I see that. Prince, with my I had that on VHS. Yeah, 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 yeah. me too. Uh, if you could have uh, anyone play yourself in a movie, who would it be? Um... Well, we trying to get Michael B. Jordan to, you know, play the 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 one of the characters in the remake, but um, I feel like it would be um, at least for this film. What's his name? Michael Rainey Jr. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I, I that feel would like be I feel like he would play me. The best. The young me. The yeah. young you. Okay. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good pick. Um, who was your biggest celebrity crush growing up? That's hilarious. Uh, Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> no, Selena, Selena Gomez. Selena, Selena Gomez. Gomez. Okay, Selena all right, Gomez. all right, all right. I judge you less for Selena that. Selena Gomez. Although Hannah, 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 Miley Cyrus is cute. Miley Cyrus is very, very pretty. So I mean, yeah, hey, yeah. I feel you. I feel nah, you. It was, that. it was Selena. Yeah, I love Selena. I still on, love she Selena. She was on Barney, and then she was on. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was Selena. I still love Selena. Um, yeah. if you could grow up in any other city, where would it be? Um, I kind of grew up all over. Okay. But uh what other city? Definitely not Chicago. Not <laughs> I would have I would have gone back in time and not have had that happen. <laughs> um probably Kalamazoo. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I grew up like like I had like maybe like a 2-year experience there. Got it. And um, but you would have preferred to have spent the majority of your childhood in Kalamazoo? I think so. Got Just it. the okay. community feel and okay. like it's a small place where like everybody knows each other. Nice. Um, and I, I think that anybody who was kind of born there and stayed there, you get free tuition. What? To go to I think Western Michigan. Don't fact check me. I don't yeah, know, I'm about but, to say we got. But I'm yeah, pretty sure. Out, but I'm okay. pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta check that out. I'm gonna Google that while we're chatting. Sure. <laughs> um, that or like somewhere in in uh, I don't know Washington State. Okay. I just hear it's quiet over there. Oh, okay, so somewhere chill and quiet. Somewhere That's the chill. chill, quiet community. Those are the big. Chill, quiet community. Okay, those yeah. are the big things. All right. Um, who is the first person you'll show this film to when it's completed? <clears throat> Probably my mom. Okay. Yeah, it's funny because I didn't even want her to read the script. And really? then I didn't realize I had my sister come in for a table read. Yeah. And she took the script home. And my <laughs> mom, previously, I had been trying to get her to read it, and she just never would pick it up. Yeah. And so I just thought that she wasn't, like, not not interested, but just, like, 
I don't know, not like worried about what she was gonna read or something. Gotcha. Um, I don't know. My sister must have gone home and been like, "It was a, it was great." Yeah. And then she <laughs> picked it up, read the whole thing. So I was thinking like her first time seeing it was gonna be on screen. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would show it to her first. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite picture you've ever taken? Favorite photograph? Um, I wonder if it's even posted anywhere. Favorite photograph? Um, probably, yeah, and it's not anywhere. Going to Cuba, mm-hmm. um, and taking pictures there, because it felt like I time traveled. Really? And I had proof of it. That's what it felt like. That's it felt dope. like I time traveled, and I had proof of it. That's pretty cool. Um, so I cool got, you know, a lot of old it. cars, um, you know, lined up, like, all parked in the same way. I think those pictures were really cool. Dope. Dope. Yeah. Um, go-to slushy flavor? Blueberry fake. No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, anything, anything fruit punch, red, okay. or, like, uh, Coca-Cola. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you had to rewatch the same movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Hmm. The same movie. Hmm. Toughy. It is tough. Um. Whatever the first thing that came to your head. I, I was. The first thing that came to my head was Moana, and I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, See, what the yeah, heck? That's why I love rapid fire, because yeah, what is the what is the? Because you know, when you have time to think about. It, you're like, what's socially acceptable to say? What's like? But Moana's the first thing. That I don't came know. To that was the first thing that came to my head. There we go. I'm Moana. just like, it's funny, and <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that concludes random rapid fire. Now getting into the actual movie here. Um, I'm going to do my best job of giving the description based on the video you sent me, and then obviously okay. we'll get more in-depth about it. Right. Uh, so it's an autobiographical autobiographical film, excuse me, told from the perspective of an eight-year-old Jalen detailing an impressionable boy's journey of finding out what love actually is. Yeah. So I would, I would assume if IMDb wrote a description, that's what it would say. Mm-hmm. Something short and sweet. Again, uh, we'll get more into it here. Release date, um, I'm assuming sometime 2021. Is that the goal? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, TBD on cast, obviously still right. still working through that. Um, writer and director, you. Um, writer, any director, producer, producer, co-producer Thomas. Co-producer Thomas, nice. Uh, mm. Is anyone assisting you with writing or directing? Um, funny enough, I'm thinking about hiring a dialect coach on, on set, just so that um, my biggest concern, which is that the characters don't come off corny for any of the lines that they say gotcha like everything feels very natural and like how people would talk to one another got it um the only people that have had help are like family um that quite frankly most of the lines spoken african-american vernacular the way that i speak right more lax um if they could hear hear it right the dialogue um and it and it sounded good they would let me know. Right. Uh, we did a, an entire table read. There were like 16 people there. Okay. Um, that I just had give me feedback on. Does this sound really natural? Got it. Um, do you think this character would say this? Um, so I think 
there have been a lot of people who just like help with dialogue, but the story, not so much. Got it. Okay. Um, I've, you know, I've kind of taken suggestions here and there to change things. Um, but then ultimately ended up going my own way. So, right, right. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are a ton of people who have read and, and given their suggestions. I would say more than a dozen and a half people. Got have, it. Like, you know, been able to read it and, and give their parts, but ultimately I just kind of do what feels right. Got it. Um, and then runtime for the movie. How long would you, do you have a target in mind? Or are you thinking, you know, just kind of create it and then cut from there? Um, I think the, the rough cut might, end up being 30 minutes long but oh then, okay uh if i could cut it down to be between 20 and 25 that's the goal for the short okay yeah yeah 20 25 minutes Got um it. you know assuming i don't add anything else yeah because <laughs> yeah. i've been i don't know there have been so many opportunities to be like yo what if we you know did this like would that add you know context here you know but there's only so much you can do right in a short film of course know, Block, so so how would you describe this film you know what would be your description if you you know <clears throat> so it's a story um about me and my dad's relationship that now that i'm 22 has um honestly somewhat fizzled out mm-hmm. um it was me taking back ownership of my story um even though other people were a part of that story it's still my story from my perspective, how I saw the world. Um, And I also can't tell you who this quote is from, but it's almost verbatim. Um, There's a quote that says, if you wanted me to write warmly about you, you would have treated me better. So I don't owe anybody a great, you know, you know, uh, how do you say it? Portrayal? Uh, Portrayal. Yeah. Um, If that's not what's true. Right from my perspective so um my mom is in the film my dad is in the film um and it was an experience of me growing up a little bit because my dad went from being my hero the guy that i want to be just like right um to me finding out that he wasn't faithful Mm -hmm. or uh, you know at least to what my eight-year-old brain could uh understand Mm -hmm. um what his definition of love and my definition of love as what I knew to be right and wrong right. were different. Got it. Um, and it was confusing at eight years old. Right. Um, uh, you know, to not see the person that you look up to um, necessarily be perfect all the way around. Right. Um, so there was that. That is, uh, you know, so the point about, you know, how people are portrayed in movies, I actually had a note about that. I was, you know, I always find it interesting with autobiographical films when, um, you know, someone creates them and there's certain family members yeah. who come out and they're super offended by how they're portrayed. It happens every single film. Yeah. Every single autobiographical yeah. film, there's people that come out, yeah. they're upset, they want to sue, I don't like how I'm portrayed. And the thing is, that's that person's perspective. Right. Like that. that's, now I understand if it's I go and create a movie about, who are Michael Jackson? Like I don't really know. I'm going based off of what I know from the fan right. perspective, so I can right. understand where Janet might be pissed of how I portray right. her based off of what I'm just reading and research. Right. However, if Michael creates a film on his, you know, again, R.I.P. But if he creates a film on his own life right. and portrays his father in a certain light, and his father gets mad, it's like, well, this is how I viewed it. This is from my perspective. This right. is how it went down. So right. again, uh, that's a good point that you made there. I like that quote a lot. Um, 
And then, uh, you know, kind of moving on. So, you know, when you first, uh, or I guess the first thing I want to know is, what inspired you to make this movie? Um, you know, has this been something you've wanted to do for a long time or, or what? Uh, yeah, actually. It's, um, let me make sure I'm politically correct. But um, <laughs> I've wanted to tell more stories um, with people that look like me. Yeah. Um, but previously, I've looked at every assignment like it's just a, it's just a school project. Yeah. And um, I didn't feel like the audience that I wanted to speak to um, was what was predominantly in my classroom. Yeah. So I strayed away from those narratives because I thought, well, maybe they won't understand what the story is. Yeah. And then will I be able to get critical feedback that helps me tell this story? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and 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 I've learned that that's not that's not the biggest issue in the world. Yeah. Um, and that quite frankly, black story, white story, there are themes in this story that apply across the board yeah. to many people's experience. Um, and uh, and so I said, okay, well, it's my senior year, and I still haven't done what I, what I came here to do. Yeah. Um, and so if there's any other time <laughs> yeah. uh, to do this, it's now. Absolutely. Um, to finally make an effort to tell the kind of story that I want to tell so that coming out of this institution right um i have a body of work that i can say that's me right um and uh and so i just kind of reached back into my 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 recessive uh life experiences and said well i think i had written like 15 pages of like different stories that i could tell and then say which one is gripping for me that like scares me to go should i should I talk about that? And yeah. I'm I'm one of those people that's like if I can't do something or if I'm scared of something or if something makes my stomach tighten up, yeah. I'm like I've got to do it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I mean, being just worried about like how people would, you know, feel about being portrayed or, um, the story talks about an experience I had with my dad that my mom never had confirmed. Yeah. I'm like, am I about to burst her bubble? Right. But, right, you yeah. know, pulling these things back, you know, from, you know, where they, where they were <laughs> buried. Yeah, pushed down. Yeah. 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 And, um, and I said, you know what? I can't worry about that. I got yeah. into this to tell my story. Right. Um, yeah, and I think at some point I just decided, like, well, this will be the first one well, good. that yeah. I tell. Um, because the one thing about me and my father's relationship is he was my biggest supporter mm-hmm. ever. Um, I mean, he was so proud of me. Um, and for various reasons, our relationship was not what it could have been. Right. Um, and I miss my dad. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't I don't want to see him yeah. again. Yeah. You know, and that that's a tough place to come from, but it's to say like I love you, but um there were there were hard times in my life that like you were a part of, but there were also really good times that I still look back on yeah. and appreciate um for what they were from an 8-year-old's perspective. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think that's good, too, with, um, you know, again, everyone, you know, you never know what people are dealing with. And when you go back, obviously, there's going to be things in your life that, you know, didn't go the way you want them to. Or, yeah. again, things that you thought were a great situation. You look back and you're like, wait, that actually was kind of effed up. You know, that you didn't realize, again, right. at an eight-year-old uh, adolescent age. But right. um, it is good to be able to look back and say, I still appreciate that time. Like, that was still a good summer. That was right. still a great time we had going right. to the movies. Like, it doesn't negate everything great that right. happened just because of certain instances that weren't great. Exactly. So I think that's important. Um, and the maturity to know that, at, again, at 22 and, again, older and, and not uh, just resent, 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 but yeah. be able to appreciate some of those times. Um, right. As, you know, you kind of mentioned how um, you were hesitant to write this film because of the feedback you were, you know, might receive or the lack thereof, uh, you know, a feedback or good feedback, proper right. feedback from your peers. Um, who do you think has influenced your writing and directing style? Then, you know, mm. again, obviously, I'm sure there's some, you know, famous, you know, people you can pull from, which you can speak yeah. on those, but even, you know, maybe peers or teachers at the institution that even though you weren't necessarily creating this story until now, who have influenced you, how you're writing this? Mm. I've got a friend um, by the name of Kara Bolton. Okay. Uh She's a writer, she's a producer, a filmmaker like me. Um, and I met her and another director named Cassidy Friedman. Okay. Um, and their uh, influence in my life has been to show me that I have powerful things to say if I choose to say them. Mm -hmm. um, and that nobody else can tell my story for me. And I, I think as a black man, sometimes I'm put in a lot of situations where people want to try to control my narrative. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, and, you know, create an idea of who I am just based on presumptions and, uh, um, you know, their own biases, right? Yep. To create an idea of who you are as a person, you know, sometimes based on the color of your skin right right um and it was something that i had a conversation with them about um where it's like why can't i control what that story is and they're like you can yeah <laughs> yeah and and not realizing how powerful of a medium film is yeah for um for the sake of changing minds or opening people up to new ideas or making people feel something um i think that they saw a lot of potential in me with the things that i was dealing with to yeah. say you can talk about that yeah yeah and i was like i can yeah like i i can you sure right is right. that okay yeah <laughs> um and i'm like yes like you can control that narrative and it's like my whole, I feel like, purpose in life, to some extent, is to then convey that same message to younger versions mm -hmm. of me, you know, people who are um, feeling held back by, you know, what your parents think of you, right, or what your peers think of you, or what the judicial system thinks of you, right. or what the, the, the country's culture historically thinks of you. Um, and that you don't have to be held b back by that, and you can completely flip that on its head. Yeah. And say, well, actually, this is 
how I think about me and the situation that I came from. Um, and it's not all, a, you know, a negative thing. And so I think realizing um, that, like, if if that's my goal is to encourage young, you know, people of color and just young people in general mm-hmm. um, to not feel held back by a narrative that they didn't create their on, on their own. Um, I'm like, well, it's worth it to, like, get out of my comfort zone to make the thing that I wanted to make anyway. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it serves a bigger purpose Yep. than just me overcoming that. Yeah, I like that. I uh, So, you know, to the point of, you know, the box that you might be put in by society or, or the country or whatever the, the case may be, judicial system, as far as who you are based on the color of your skin or gender or whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever the identifier is. Um. I think it's important to remember that some of the stuff is stuff that people created. So like the stereotypes that are associated with color or age or uh, uh, gender, you know, some yeah. of these things are just things that we created. So I think you have to remember that like, okay, when you're born, these things aren't instilled in you. So you can right. do and be whoever you want to be. Right. Um, so I try not to get, you know, caught up in, you know, and every person deals with different prejudices that, um, it's just natural, you know. Your mind wants to create, put people and things in the boxes right. to better understand the world. So, right. um, you just have to fight through that sometimes. And I was having this conversation with someone recently, but um, you have to fight through some of those prejudices and some of those biases that you might have, um, and understand that you know you don't have to do, you don't have to like a certain type of music, you right. don't have to like a certain type of film, you don't have right. to tell certain types of stories just because you're a black male. Like you can do it. You know, as someone right. said, and I think a lot of times people say stuff that they don't even realize, like. Um, I was talking with someone like uh, I coach at Orange Theory, and I was talking with someone the other day about a uh, playlist, yeah. like for class, and they were like, "You should play like you know." They really wanted me to play this one Travis Barker song, right? Yeah. And I was, oh, I've never even heard that song. Like, I was like, yo, I'm, I'm play, I'm be honest, I'm gonna play whatever I want to play or something. Like, I was yeah, joking yeah. with them, whatever. It was all, it's all in fun. And they're like, I, like as long as you play a song, they're like, you could play like you know, rap the whole time if you want, just as long as you play a song. And it was funny that they just assumed mm-hmm. that what I would want to play would be rap. Right. I never said that. I right. never said what my preference was. Right. And, but, and again, I enjoy rap, but I also enjoy a lot of, I like a lot of alternative rock yeah. or classic rock. I'm not a yeah. huge Travis Barker guy. Um, but, um, and I love pop. I love pop. Yeah. I love alternative music. I love jazz. So, again, just assuming that, you know, yeah. she she didn't say it. You know, it wasn't right, it wasn't right. trying to be. But it's just interesting that assume, boom, you assume yeah. that that is going to be my primary go to. Right. When honestly, I mean, you heard my playlist I made for the other right. day. It was mostly pop. It was like random pop songs. Yeah, like that's yeah. like that is a lot of what I listen to. But again, interesting how some of those stereotypes yeah. are created. Um, for this piece, and I guess anything for you as a creator in general. Um, what other pieces of art have uh, inspired you to create? And when I say other pieces, I mean outside of just film or uh, mm. TV, like, you know, whether it's musicians, painters, dancers, um, anything like that has inspired you. Ask me one more time. So out of outside of film, okay. what are other uh, avenues of art? that have inspired you in the way that you create. So whether it's been like a musician that might inspire yeah. the way that you write or uh, a painter that inspires the way that your creative process, anything like that. Um, I'm going to say something funny. <laughs> I, I never listened to Detroit rap. Yeah. Because I was like, I mean, like I'm, I'm from the hood, but yeah. I don't really feel I wasn't out in the streets. Right. What, right. And, I mean, and I saw a lot, but it was just because that was the nature of the neighborhood. I right. Was in. 
not because I was a part of it. I saw it from the window. Right. And I saw that my homeboy was a part of it, but I wasn't I wasn't a part of it. From the window. Um, and like recently, I think just like growing up and and um people just offer less um how do I say it? It's not it's not mercy, um necessarily, but less um grace. Mm-hmm. Um as you get older, yeah. right? It's more like, well, you're an adult now. You should deal with that. Yeah. And um and and so there have been so many so many moments where I'm like, dang, I feel like I'm being crucified right, right now. Yeah. Um and and then I'm listening to these songs like uh you know, like like Rod Wave uh just blew up. He you know, uh I guess you would call it hip hop. Yeah. He's singing on a track. And just the, the 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 rasp in the voice, you just feel it in your soul. Right. He's talking about whether you can relate to it or not. I I was just personally in my in my own life feeling so much um, pushback in every single avenue. Yeah. That I'm like, the reason you can like feel what he's talking about is because he's talking about what's real right. in his yeah. life. He's not like trying to fluff over or make people feel comfortable. Right. Um. He sounds like it, I mean, it sounds like raw and 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 like and like pain turned into something beautiful, right? And so that was another aspect of like I think what I what I was trying to get into this film, which is mm-hmm. that like there, not to be cliche, but there's there's beauty sometimes in the midst of like really difficult times if you allow it to be, and I think the most powerful thing. Um, and my great granddad would always say, "Just keep smiling." Yeah. Right. Like they can't take that from you. Right. Um, the most powerful thing is a, is a black man's smile. Yeah. I think. Like th- I mean, you can be going through so much, but it takes a lot of strength to like keep keep smiling to remember yeah. like to count your blessings and like you know understand in perspective what like what there is to still be happy about like i woke up this morning right and like the sun's not out but it just peaked right yeah just a little bit um, we're in michigan so yes that sun so, is few yeah. and far between man man so it was like I, I was like that's one thing for sure it's like i want to talk about something real yeah and i and i realized like whenever i make an attempt to do that um it reaches yeah um and and when i don't it doesn't and that just it makes sense yeah. it's um so it's like if if you know, so that was one thing. Uh I think another thing is like, I don't know, Gary V. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah talking yeah. about just like, well, you know, not giving a bleep. Um yeah. and that's one. <laughs> um an, another thing that he says is uh what does he say? Um you can cut out all of this me thinking stuff. Man, no, nah, man, it's all it's all in there. It's all in there. Um, what does he say? Um, uh, oh, that that like basically giving away your um your weaknesses doesn't make you more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Eminem in that last battle in right, Eight Mile. It's right. like, well, now you don't have anything else to say, right? Because I've said it about myself, and right. I think it just made me a stronger and more more confident in who I am as a person, yeah, kind of person. Um, so like, I own my story, 
and and then also realize that it doesn't define me. So like right. I've also put a lot of that into like my writing mm-hmm. because um, I think quite frankly that makes it a stronger thing altogether. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, and that's why I ask the questions because I you know I find that inspiration sometimes comes from a lot of different places and. Um, there are things or people that inspire a certain process that you would never link together. Again, you would never link sometimes like, you know, what inspired my photography was this painter or this yeah. motivational speaker, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like for me, and we chatted about this, uh, I think I mentioned this when we were there, we were talking about like different photography on Instagram yeah. uh, a couple of weeks ago. And I follow a lot of ballerinas on IG, mm-hmm. which you hear that and you're just like, what? That's kind of odd. But they take really graceful pictures. They take yeah, really beautiful pictures. That, so. Yeah. Uh, I follow a lot of ballerinas just because it's again I just like really good photography and it gives you a lot of ideas so it's just inspiring to see like their art and even like dance videos so I really like watching dance videos so just seeing how much time in ballerinas if you know if you don't know they dedicate a lot of their time to that craft same way with you know any craft people dedicate a lot of time but like ballerinas are one where it's like very intense um uh, gymnasts are another one where it's very intense and you start at a really young age in order to get to a certain point um you know not to diminish the work that goes into maybe some other sports, but like, you know, like football. Like, I've heard stories of guys was like, oh, he didn't play until he was a junior high school and wow. was a monster and then ended up getting recruited D1 or something like that. Or a guy wow. who started playing basketball junior year high school, where it's like, gymnast, it's like, no, nah, she was doing it at like three and she right. hadn't stopped. Or like, you know, Tiger was playing golf at two, you know. So yeah. you hear those guys, the, you know, those really greats at th- those sports yeah. have to start really young and then they're, you know, hours, hours, uh, you know, a, a week for you know umpteen years yeah, in a row so yeah. um that's just really inspiring for me again from just a focus standpoint and then the beauty that comes from it um you know and just the body control all that stuff right. um so yeah that was you know that was really good for me uh who has been the most supportive with your journey with this film so far and help it come to life hmm. in any aspect any aspect, yeah. So just you know the you know from the stresses of it to the literal you know writing and mm-hmm. you know behind the scenes stuff or you know just any any of that. Who has been the most supportive with just yeah. allowing this story to come come true? Hmm. That's a that's a good question. Yeah. Um. I'm not gonna lie, when I was writing these, I was like, you know, honestly, like, Oprah wasn't that great, you know. What I mean, like, <laughs> like, you know, when you really think about it, I'm like, you know, I, if Oprah, I can do it, you know. Put my grandma on TV, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna meet <clears throat> Oprah one day. That's that's gonna happen, <laughs> you know. Um, but um, who's been most supportive? I don't know. Um, that's a that's an interesting question because I feel like the people who know the people in the story yeah. are, are portrayed in the story. Um, some have seen it as like, oh, are you still upset about that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um uh, it's it's not so much that they're like, well, you need to, you know, you need to make sure you forgive. And I'm like, I'm forgiven. I'm good. This yeah. is this is a whole this is a whole different thing. It's bigger than um, that. Yeah. Um. My sisters are really supportive okay. because um. My sisters, I think my family in general, 
um i think i think some people see me as like hollywood now i'm not i'm not hollywood <laughs> yet i'm not hollywood yet but i think that they see a lot of potential right um in this story so my family's been been really supportive especially lately like as it's come together and it's like oh like this is happening like yeah. this is for yeah. real this is not just a school project like i'm this is like my Life's I was work. about to say coming to Jesus. This is yeah. not my no. No, but yeah. <laughs> my this is you know it's 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 uh you know the ten thousand hours now manifested into oh wow you were actually learning something in school yeah yeah um so I think that that like my family they'll read the script and they're like I'm in tears right now yeah, yeah. um so I think I think in 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 the sense that I didn't necessarily feel the support in my school community mm-hmm. for the for the okay how do i say this the kind of confidence yeah that i needed built in me to tell this story i couldn't get from from school got it and 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 it's not just cuz they you know they're people my age or whatever but it's um it's that that idea that like when i say does this story mean something to you yeah only people who i think can relate to it which it does that doesn't point to any specific race or gender right um only people that can relate to it and i felt like um you know, in my soul, that like, I think this really touched them. Yeah. Um, that's what gave me the confidence to move forward um, so strong with this mm-hmm. piece. And so I think that anybody that was able to do that for me definitely is a big contributing factor to like why I feel so strongly about telling this story. Yeah. Um, and then on the behind the camera, and Thomas has been probably. My, my next biggest help bringing this thing to life. Got it. Um, if I mean, like, everything. Tom, did I call you Alex to start? Did. I did call you Alex. <laughs> Where did I get Alex from? I don't know. I, I just pulled that out of nowhere. My bad, I Thomas. <laughs> I, like, thought about I'm like, where did I get that from? Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that's my middle name, actually. Oh, really? Alexander. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, but, no, everything on the back end, um, I, you know, probably – there's just so much work mm-hmm. before you actually shoot that shooting is like the easiest part. Yeah. Like everything coordination wise and casting and um, preparing for table reads and doing auditions and all of that stuff is just so much to take on. Yeah. And I, I'm so silly that I've got like a 15 person cast. Like, why did I do that to yeah. myself? It's a lot of people. Um, it's a lot of people to kind of just manage and micromanage. Yeah. Outside of having then another thirty hands or so. Yeah. Um, on crew to like just help with different parts of bringing that together. So wait, question: Are you? Is this something that you have to complete before the end of school? Um, well, we're trying to we're trying to figure that out ourselves. I think that okay. to do it the best and to do it justice. Um, technically, I have another semester. Oh, okay. So, okay, like, okay. the film would be done before before summer's over. Okay. Right. Like, as far as, you know, like, the edit. But that doesn't mean I can't come back 
show it and screen it at the school and then get feedback for a final cut. Yeah. Um, so I think that it'll be it it'll be done this year, but um besides trying to get it done before this semester is up, we just want to do it justice. Right. Um, so it's kind of whatever it takes. And I think, um, from that perspective, people will be, be willing to kind of bend the rules a little bit and, and give us some more time. But how would you describe, uh, your writing style? Like what, what do you, what can we expect to see? So audience, what could you compare to, to that already exists that, you know, that we could, you know, you said Have does the idea. audience exist? No, no. So, what could the audience uh, expect to see? Oh, like expect. that that already ex- that already exists. Out. Like, what can you compare this work to? Like a film or something that already exists. Um. Hmm. Well, I've already been quoted saying I haven't seen too many other films that talk about this subject matter in particular. Um, but uh, I will say that I pulled a lot of reference from films that date back 15 years ago because the story takes place about 15 years ago. Got it. So, like, early 2000s. Okay. Um, And I think that I wanted to feel um, extremely naturalistic as far as lighting and just, you know, the way it's shot um it's not you know sci-fi thriller i'm not you know <laughs> it's gonna be explosions not, michael it, bay film <laughs> like you're a, just in the apartment and then like all of a sudden like <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> i mean it's a drama but um the the drama is in the story and not so much in the the you know action yeah like the action Car chase, um, right? No car chase. <laughs> just randomly in the movie for um, no reason. Which, which I've been in a car chase. I can really? write about that. Yeah. So, but, oh, there we go. Um, it's part two. Um, yeah, I just redirected your whole question, but um, <laughs> all right, ask me, ask me something else. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about. Go. We'll come back to it. Okay. Uh, what type of pieces are your favorite to write? So you know, uh, completely independent from this film. Like, do you like writing poetry? Do you like writing short mm-hmm. films? Do you like writing? Raps, you know, you got some bars on, you know. That I got bars. Rated, yeah. <laughs> People don't know that though, because <laughs> because I write poetry and poetry is like rap without the melody. Yeah, hundred percent is rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um and I, and I personally think that I write pretty powerful things when mm-hmm. I really put my mind to it, and when I have something to say. Yeah. Um, I I I think I take a lot from poetry. In fact. Uh, my teacher is always like, stop, you know, you write so flowery, you know, like, <laughs> it's just so poetic, you know what I mean? Um, I think, cause I think in every single line, like, instead of like, she opened the door, it's like, with a light touch to the hand, like, I don't know, no, I don't, I don't write like that, but like, but I, I do, I do enjoy writing poetry. I see an Instagram caption like that, I'm gonna be like, yo man, yo, I'm about man. to hit that unfollow, I, I, I'll message you before they don't let you know, like, hey bro, no love lost, but I'm about to hit that unfollow, like, <laughs> Uh-huh. No, um, no, I do like I do like poetry, and I think um, that is sneak. It creeps into my writing a little bit sometimes. But gotcha. Um, no, I don't. I don't write as much poetry as I wish I did. But I think that as long as I'm, I have a creative outlet where like I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't. Hold, I don't hold it against me too much. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, if you could be 
a part of a writing room for any show, um, what would it be? A famous show that already exists, or it could be a past show that's off air, but if you could be a part of a writing um, room. Only because I've, I've come in close contact with the cast and uh, That'd be a good one. other people involved. Either better be a good one. Good one, yeah. Um, I one show that has interested me because I'm in college and I'm not in HBCU, and I'm dealing with identity and um, uh, masculinity and um, and uh, I don't know. Um, Like real world, a bunch of yeah, real world stuff, (laughs) right? No, I'm at the show um, Real World. <laughs> MTV be like, you know, honestly, I'd be on, you know, Real World Cancun right <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd write for, for, uh, for, is it Grownish? Oh, okay, cool. Is it Grownish? Yeah. yeah. I think because. The spinoff of Blackish? Yeah, yeah. I think those, those themes relate to me so much right now that I feel like yeah. I'd be writing from a real place. Yeah. Because I think. I, I think see Anthony s- Anderson playing you in like 15 years <laughs> in, a, in a role. <laughs> I think, I think, um, you can feel. Like your voice is, like, uh, like you don't have the voice that you want mm-hmm. in spaces like that. Where like, even how it's depicted in the show, where it's like you know you can speak very openly about things that that bother you. I think I'd be writing from a real place, and it would feel very cathartic. I think Got that's it. the word. Okay. Um, uh, being able to voice some of those things and then have dialogue like this about like. It, it opens it opens up a world to like that discussion being more more vocalized. Got it. Yeah. Um, as far as characters, so I want to chat a little bit about the characters, the casting. Um, so you say you got fifteen people that yeah. you're that you're casting for this film. How far are we along with that process? Do we have some people that are definite spots that are definitely gonna be in the film, or is it all up in the air right now? And and what are you looking yeah. for mainly in these? Obviously, from you know from role to role, it'll change a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in general, what are you looking for for the cast? Um, I said fifteen, but it's kind of you know it varies because about three or four of those are kind of extra background characters. Got it. Okay. Um, so it doesn't. It's not as particular who or what kind of you know role they are. The cast is primarily children. Got it. It's uh, predominantly women. Okay. And um, and I think there are only two adults. No, three adults in the entire film. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, okay, three adults, cast of 15, 16. That leaves what? 13 children? 13 yeah. people under the age of like 16 or at least playing under the age of 16 um the main characters are um a father named terry mm-hmm. uh his son jay um uh terry's um girlfriend right on the side uh trish um and then jay's mother um and and the girlfriend's daughter. I think that's like that's like the main gotcha. main and half of those are casted. Got uh, it. Okay. So like there I think I think I think I could I could confidently say nine people yeah. of fourteen um oh thirteen that are, you know, crucial cast yeah. are casted. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got it. 
Um, what else is about to ask you about the cast? Um, are there any people that you're scared? Again, I know you're like hesitant to make the film or for some time now. Are there people that you're scared to uh, to see the film? That you're scared for them to see it? Absolutely not. Nope. Just ready for Absolutely it. Okay. not. Nice. Um, I think I think that like I've gotten to a place where um, the there was the the only intention was to. Uh, share the underlying message, mm-hmm. which um, for me was um, that love and how it's communicated to children um, at an early age, it's seen as a really com- com- complex thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, <laughs> for, for our adults out there, um, just to understand and be cognizant of, of what that looks like yeah. to children. Um, that was one thing. And I think that the the meaning um, derived from, like, you know, w- you know what will come with the film is, is so much more powerful than the depictions of the characters that mm-hmm. I think you won't get lost in that. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I've, and I've kind of learned that firsthand with letting people close to the story. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, um, know the story in its entirety, yeah. and it's not, it's not a, it's not you know, it's not a sad story. Um, right. In 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 fact, I think that it's, um, it's enlightening. It's um, fun at times. It's nostalgic, um, but it's far from, you know, trying to take digs at people. I don't think that. I think that everyone who's read it, they have been taking it the wrong way. So I'm good. not so I'm not so concerned about um, that being an issue. Good, good. No, that's. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I feel very strongly about whatever I say or do. I want to be confident that no matter who knew I said this or did this, yeah, I'd be comfortable with them knowing. Again, just just having integrity, but just being like a hundred percent confident. Like I don't want to be something where. I go and tell Thomas like, "Yo, Jalen is this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. and then you confront me about it, and I feel like I have to to retread or right. back, you know, backpedal. It's like, no, I said right. it. Like, I want to be able to stand on what I said. So I'm just right. careful about the things I say and yeah. the things that I do, because again, or you know, if I say something to you, I want it to be where it's like, okay, if my grandma knew I said that, she would still be proud of me or still look at me the same right. way. So um, I think that has to be with also like the works that you create. I mean, like yeah. for this, you know, this is on a much lesser scale, like my podcast. Like, I want this to be something that, again, like, my grandmother will watch this on YouTube. So, it's like, yeah. I don't want to say anything, like, super crazy, like, right. on here. And it's like, oh, well, wait, who is this Ty? Yeah. Like, or, you know, I don't want one person to know one thing about me or think yeah. one way of me. And then if you ask another person, they describe a completely different person. So, right. um, that's kind of what comes to mind when you kind of yeah. went through that. Um, I'm excited for this story. I I'm excited to, to, to see it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, wait, real quick, because you mentioned this right before. What were you gonna ask me to? Uh, who were you gonna ask me to, to audition for? What role? Oh, I mean, if we've got you know, we got a few adult roles, but um, I need to be suave. Uh, <laughs> I need <laughs> as um, long as I'm cool. I can you know as whatever. As long as you're cool. <laughs> uh, I to be honest, I've been writing in characters just because um, I thought it would add some some texture to the story. Gotcha. Um. Uh, but but there's actually only one adult guy in the whole thing. Is it just so, your dad? Is yeah. That, yeah. So unless unless you look baby faced, yeah. you know what I mean. 
there i mean there there there's one role that i'm like i think i think he the, the kid could be a teenager and so yeah it's kind of been been back and forth, back and forth about that, but yeah. it's like a whole um, bunch of like eight year olds, and then me like sitting crisscross yes. trying to act like yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to play a nine year old. That's how it would be. That's exactly how it would be. That would be funny. Um, oh my goodness, that's a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Anyway, exactly. a twenty plus year old play. Everyone be like, you know, James Bond was good, but did anyone notice the twenty the twenty six year old in the playing Legos? Like. <laughs> What was that about? <laughs> yeah. It just pans um, past me real fast. You try to go quick with the yeah. shooting. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've been really picky about how I cast it, too. That's um, good. Just, I mean, I think I think it's not just, like, just closeness to the to the, the subject matter, but um, in the story, but um, just making sure that what I want to get across comes across the best way. Um, so, like, with the... And you might actually be able to help me with this. I feel like I feel like I don't know. Maybe maybe um, the character for Terry. We've got a we've got a bunch of options, but nobody picked it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's because I'm looking for um, the kind of. I think the way I describe Terry is he's. Um, oh my goodness. I'm sorry, this is so sideways, but I know that guy. He's also an actor. Who just walked past who the... Just wa- who's walking across the street. His name is uh, uh, London Aaron. Oh, dope. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, I probably should have asked him. Anyway, <laughs> <right>. anyway, <laughs> uh, if you see this, bro, what's up? But um, Terry is is uh, a smooth... What did I say? He's a, a muscle-bound, hard-working, proud father of two by day. Um, and then a, a, a smooth talking promiscuous womanizer by night. Got it. So like the guy in in the beginning of the story, I think, um, if I'm not giving too much away, uh, it's just the best father he could possibly be. Got it. Um, and I and I want it to seem that way. And all I mean, he's he's uh, you know, blue collar worker, mm-hmm. um, drives a delivery truck and um, still happens to be in the eyes of his son, the greatest dad in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I just been trying to find that mm-hmm. in 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 um and as close to that that I could find. But then also a real smooth guy. Yeah. Right. Um. Um. So I wouldn't say that that's been tough, but I've put a lot more effort into like making sure that that's right. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, he's gonna be a huge focal point outside of yourself. He might be the biggest character. So, um, yeah, it kind of revolves around around him. Yeah. So you have yeah. to get that right. If you yeah. don't get any other role right, you gotta get gotta it. Gotta so get that, that, that makes one sense. right. Yeah. Um, stepping away from the film for for a quick moment here, and yeah. then we'll just go over some of the you know what you want to get out of this film. And again, you coming up on the show and everything like that. Um, outside of film, outside of photography, um, all the things you're pursuing, you know, academically, professionally. What are some other things that, you know, some other ventures that you might want to see or some other thing, talents you have, hidden talents, mm-hmm. skills, hobbies? Um, you know, I don't know if you really like baking or anything random like that. Um, I like making music. Okay. Um, I think that uh, music as a creative outlet is one of the most freeing things. I yeah. can, I mean, me and probably everybody else that I know, uh, 
some people better than others can yeah. come up with a song or a melody in your head in seconds yeah just like driving with no no music on in your car you can yeah. kind of just like you know what i mean yeah. you can yeah. you can come up with something so i think i love i love making music i think um i'm not fluid enough with like any instrument to like go oh that's a c sharp or that's right but, yeah. but i do like <laughs> making music and i've started like uh, playing around making beats and stuff like that and it's yep. fun um, I mean that's one uh, outside of filmmaking um, I think I'm getting to a place where I like to be in front of the camera okay um, uh, I don't know if that if that spells acting for the future or not um, but if it's not in front of the camera it's in front of groups of people um, so, like, public speaking, I do a lot, just, like, in my community, um, talking to uh, young people in okay. schools around Detroit um, is, is something I've, like, tried to make a lot of time toward doing. And I think um, I think that it's, it's made a positive impact. I mean, with, <laughs> in my opinion, me not necessarily being anybody, you know, big yet as far as um what i see for myself in the future right um these kids are just looking for uh a role model and right. i think somebody from their um own community coming to tell them about what they could do and could be right um and to chase that with everything you've got because it's worth it um i think i've seen that as being like something that i needed growing up um and I don't think that it's been in vain. So, like, that's another thing that I make sure um, whenever I have an opportunity to do that, I treat it like, yo, like, if somebody had done this for you, like, your life may have, you know, been different. Or if they had done it for the guy next to you, like, yeah, um, it may. So I take that really seriously, too. Um, Just opportunities to mentor. That's dope, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely, it's all about giving back, man, paying it forward. Um, you know, nothing great can be accomplished alone. So, you know, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in um, without a ton of help. So it would only be right, you know, if I if I help other people. So uh, key messages from this, you know, just kind of wrapping up what at, at the end of the day, what uh, does success look like for this film? Um, success for this film, I think. Um, hmm. I think one thing is to push it through the festival circuits. Okay. Um, have as many people or have this message reach as many people um, as possible. But then um, also to establish the audience that I think I I speak to most. Mm -hmm. um, not like this is a, what do you call it? A, um what did he say, a test group or like a... Um, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's my first... It's the first film that I want to say this is this is who Jalen Beatty is. Cool, man. Um, so I think, yeah, success for this is um, having as many people get this message as possible. Would you ever create a, uh, a uh, show similar to like a Little Bill where it's more digestible for children, but... That's uh, funny. But you still, kind of, and I asked because I love that show and, and totally want to make that style. I actually want to make a, like a children's book to that. Again, I know Lil mm -hmm. Bill actually started as a as a book series, and then 
became yeah. the show, but like that would be kind of dope to like create. Yeah, it's funny that this idea has been thrown around a hundred million times in yeah. the past month. Yeah, it's like, like even, immediate thing that comes to mind. <laughs> even just like with the way that we've gone to design the concept art, I think it puts you in the mind of like, I can see stories like this being um, um, for little, you know, black and brown kids to be able to relate to um, uh, the subject matter that you could tell in a cartoon, yeah. essentially. Um, of course, dial back a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, but I think that that would be amazing yeah. to be able to do. Um, to discuss more topics like these um, for the audience that probably really needs to hear it most. Yeah. Um, um, and learn that, like, the situations that you go through, we've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think that's one thing that's been talked about a lot that I'm, like, I've been, like, actively thinking about. Nice. Yeah. I, I, I immediately, again, I was thought of that and I was like, huh, I wonder if he's, you know, I'm sure that it's been thrown out there, which it has been. Um, two other questions I have for you and then, and then we'll wrap it up. What music uh, are you planning to use for this film? Like, do you plan to kind of curate, just take from songs that already exist or do you want to get someone to, uh, to make a, a original score or, you know, have you thought about that? Um, I've thought about the fact that, uh, it can be so difficult um, as an independent filmmaker yeah. to tell the story the way that I want to tell it because so many aspects of it that I want to include, you know, there are some copyrighted things. Oh, yeah, that some funding, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, like, I'm not just using it because I think it fits, but it was a part of that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so uh, it, in the in the in the most ideal situation it would be to recreate the story not just as it happened but um with with aspects that give context to ex- like exactly what that was like yeah um so whether that be music um the kind of music that was playing at the time that that me and my dad would vibe to right and you know that makes um, sense um or to what's playing on tv right at the time right like to have rights to that kind of stuff to make it a time piece yeah um that really speaks to like when this happened would be amazing now it always takes a long time for them to get back to you about right. stuff like that but um that's the goal is if if um i can i can get pieces like that to be able to use um that would be amazing outside of that i think uh if it fits to have a score made for the film um you know, in, in certain parts where, you know, maybe there's just dialogue or whatnot, um, you know, that's something that I'm considering, too. Um, and then what do you need from us? So the the people out here that, that want to see this film come to light, yeah. um, wh- how can we help? Um, we have, uh, it's only been up a week, um, started a, a funding campaign that's cool. gone really well so far. Um, but we're trying to keep that momentum going, right? Um, to be able to fund this project, um, everything that go, all the overhead that goes into it, whether that's camera gear, whether that's location, um, securing locations, and making sure uh, that you feed your crew because a fake yeah. crew and cast is a happy casting yeah. crew, right? Um, and and then um, for the for the people who have, who have spent a lot of time. 
yeah right investing you know days and hours onto this project um to be able to, to look out for them in any way that we can too um and just make it a very uh easygoing environment to produce yeah. something great um we need to fully fund this right. film um and so that's the one thing that we're focusing on right now cool is making sure that that campaign goes really well uh do we have a website yeah um if you search it on indiegogo it's love um dash an autobiographical drama got it okay um i'm sure there's another way that we can cool. put the link somewhere but um also it's on instagram at cool. love dot the film there you go yeah go to love dot the film on instagram yep. and links in the bio dope all right yep. cool well yeah if you're uh if uh you want to see this film come to light like i do go and donate there um upcoming film any upcoming yeah. film you're up, uh, excited about? That I'm excited about. Um, I, I heard, uh, you know, as I'm thinking about it, uh, I heard that, that Just Mercy was a really good film. Really good. Really, really good. Um, I reviewed it a couple weeks back. Yeah. I won't yeah. watch that. I'll just yeah. <laughs> no spoilers, maybe. I won't. But yeah, don't yeah, um, why yes, we we I spoil everything on here. So <laughs> definitely make sure you watch the movie before you listen to the podcast. Um although it is a real movie, so I mean yeah, a real story, so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what other films um off the top of my head are just Mercy's are, a good one. Are coming out soon. But yeah. Um that's one that I'm looking forward to seeing. Cool. Mine is the Batman. Um I'm extremely skeptical of Robert Pattinson as the Batman, but uh-huh. um, hopefully it's not horrible. My bar is super low right now, so if they go worse than that, then they just really did a bad job. Dang, yeah. uh, it's slated for June 21st, 2021, so uh, they got some time for the, to get the hype up, I'm sure. We're going to be seeing some, you know, we've seen little uh, little uh, releases of, like, the, I just saw, like, last week of his um, uh, initial photos of what the costume will look like, what his, you know, and everything like that. So we'll see. Yeah. We will see what happens. Um, but that's all I had, man. That is all I had. I appreciate you coming up here. Thank you, uh, man. Absolutely. Coming up, chatting I about the film. It. So I'm excited about it. And, uh, you know, everyone listen, definitely go check out uh, his Instagram page and his work and, you know, follow, um, you know, the journey of this film. And when it comes out, let's all go watch it. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, good luck with everything. And I appreciate you coming up. Everyone, thanks for listening. Until next week. Peace. Peace.